Disney is no stranger to demons, but it appears that they're not even trying to hide it anymore. The new movie, Turning Red, is both wildly inappropriate for children and apparently is a weird lesson in communion with evil spirits and demons. Disney also has come out against the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida, which again, for clarity, does not include the word gay. Meanwhile, in an oddly timed turn of events, 108 people were arrested in a human trafficking operation, including child predators, and four of these were employees of Disney. Welcome to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. Welcome back to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have some weird Disney news coming in, and it seems more and more we have weird Disney news, but we're just going to keep talking about it because it's important. Why is it important? It's important because your kids are important. And I know, I know, I'm a dad. I have four kids. They used to be younger kids. Now they're teenage kids. But sometimes you're, you just have to put your kids in front of a movie. I get it. I'm not judging you on that. I just want you to know what kind of movie you're putting your kids in front of. And more and more, the kinds of movies that we grew up with, that you could just watch a Disney movie and it was a wonderful movie, and maybe they weren't all that wonderful, okay. But they are now overtly aiming at your children and trying to turn them into something else or open them up to demons or something. We're going to talk about that. It's it's This is just, frankly, a weird story. And the, the direction that they're going... I know, it, they haven't been wonderful for a while, but the direction that they're going is just a weird, weird direction. So we're going to talk about a couple of those stories today. If you haven't already, like and subscribe the channel, whichever platform you happen to be on, I appreciate that. If you want more episodes, you can look at all of the different channels, go back in time and look at those different episodes. You can go to churchpublic.com for more. The audio episodes are there. The video episodes are under the podcast tab at the top. And of course, you can support under the support tab if you like. I am just trying to get the message out about the culture so that as believers in Jesus, we can understand what it means to be a follower of Christ and then how to live in this weird, weird world that we're living in. It seems to be, to some of us, accelerating faster and faster towards just weird, wild things. And really, that's not surprising when you start opening your Bible and you start reading about the fact that the days are going to get darker before they get better. That's just the way it is. And at the same time, though, they are also getting better because we have more and more things like technology, which isn't inherently bad. I'm using it now. We all use it every day. And it can be used for great good. The Bible has been translated into more languages than ever before. It has been transmitted to more people than ever before and more cultures than ever before. These are all great things that are made possible by technology. However, technology is also being used in really weird and, frankly, evil ways as well. And we have to talk about those things and figure out where do, where do we stand? Where does that leave us? And how do we move towards this thing called being a Christian? Both in our families, in our communities, in our churches, and beyond. And I will keep saying over and over again. And the reason that I spend a lot of time on kids and family is because really the family is the smallest unit of society that we're able to build our foundation on, build our values on, build our morality on. And morality is built. You don't just come out of the womb knowing what is good and evil. You have to be taught these things. And more and more, as we see in some of these weird school situations, kids are being taught 
weird morality that isn't biblical morality. And in fact, it's anti-biblical morality. Might even say anti-Christian morality. And that's not good. It's not good for the family. It's not good for society. And we see that more and more because people are struggling. And, And really, it's heartbreaking to me because I want people to understand what a good civilization is, but if your foundation is built on nothingness, and we talked about that in the last episode, you can go and listen to the last one, that I talk about some conservatives that aren't really conservative, and that's part of the problem too. It's not just the far left that is literally in Looney Town creating their own reality. That is actually happening, or not happening, depending on how you look at it. But it's the conservatives too who are trying to build a solid foundation on something like a constitutional document, which... I really revere, and I like the Constitution, but it's not Scripture. The Constitution was written in such a way to base its foundation on scriptural principles. That's super clear to anyone who has spent a moment reading it, studying the founders, looking at the history surrounding the writing of the Declaration and the Constitution. It didn't come out of nowhere uh, like the top of a Jenga structure. The Constitution is built on a foundation of truth that is built on the foundation of morality and spirituality from the Bible. And we used to know that. But now we're trying to, even in conservative circles, rebuild constitutional values on not scriptural principles. And not surprisingly, it doesn't work. Okay, that was a diatribe really quickly on where we are as a society based on constitutionality. And I didn't mean to go down that road, but sometimes I just get talking, as I do. We're going to talk today about this weird and slightly odd new movie, Turning Red. So this is the new Disney movie that is has come out on their streaming platform. And the reason we have to talk about that is, as I mentioned earlier, I know that sometimes you just have to have kids sit in front of the TV and just spend some time watching a movie. Or maybe you're watching it with them. But I know sometimes, and there's no judgment here, I'm just saying, I know sometimes kids just go, hey, can I watch a movie? And you say, yes. No judgment there. Again, it's fine. What you need to know is, what are they watching? And you say, oh, it's a new animated Disney movie. This is great. We'll just watch this new animated Disney movie. Or let them watch a new animated Disney movie because those are great and they're family-friendly and they're kid-friendly. This one is not. It's just not. And I can't I, I can't play any clips for you because a couple of other pastor uh, uh, people that I've, that I've paid attention to <laughs> got pulled off of the social media sites because apparently you're not allowed to even clip Disney movies at this point. Um, it is what it is. Anyway, so you can go as a parent and screen this if you want to. I don't even think you really need to. I'll I'll give you what I think you need. Again, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go and watch it. I would not suggest you watch this first with your kids. That would be a not suggestion. Don't do that. If you, a parent, an adult, want to watch this and then see if you think it's okay for your kids, feel free. Just don't say I didn't warn you. So this movie... I would say, is definitely not a children's movie. And and full disclosure, I haven't even watched the full thing because I couldn't make it through it. Um, and I don't and I don't want to and I don't need to. You, you Even in the first, like, 15 minutes, I've seen enough to know exactly where the movie's going. And and again, you can, you can take my word for it. You cannot. I have... I don't have a lot of skills. One of the skills I have is I pretty much know the ending of every movie right when it begins. And I know that sounds braggadocious. It's not... I mean, it, maybe it is, but you can ask anyone who knows me, and it's frustrating. And I've learned in my old age now that when you know the end to a movie and you say it out loud to people, that's frustrating. I don't know what it is. It just, I watch a movie and I see where it's going and I go, oh. So actually, I really like movies that I'm surprised at the end, but that's a story for another day. 
again, watching five minutes of this movie, you know exactly where the movie is going to go, and it's not in a good place. Anyway, this is not a children's movie. This is, I mean, again, you can tell right away from the beginning, it's an Eastern perspective. It's an Eastern movie, and I mean that in terms of, like, Eastern religion. Um, You can see that, and this isn't the first Eastern-type movie or movie with Eastern religious themes that Disney has done, and I haven't loved those either, but story for another day. But I, and I guess this is a PG-13 alert. This is a coming-of-age movie about a girl beginning her monthly cycle, beginning her menstrual cycle. That is literally what this movie is about. And once you know that, and then you know the name of the film is literally turning red, it's actually kind of gross. I mean, what, what is this company doing? Anyway, I didn't make this movie. I just have to talk about it because it's streaming on the Disney platform for kids. Kids. I don't even know what to say. All right, we're about to have to keep going. So this movie is about, well, I told you what it's about. I'm not even going to say it again. It's also about the ancestral connection and communication with the dead. And that's actually even, I think, the bigger point. The the, the first point, you know, of, of the actual content and the theme of the movie about a a girl becoming a woman, like functionally, that's what it's for, right? And and coming of age stories have have been throughout time, and and I, in essence, that's kind of fine. But it literally is the whole movie is an a euphemism. It's it's an allegory of of biologically what's actually happening. That's one way to say it. Which <laughs> it just ugh, okay. Anyway, but the bigger problem, really. I think is that it is about this ancestral connection with the dead, communication with the dead, chanting, communicating with ancestors, and what appear to be demons. I'll just show you this quick picture, right? This is one of the pictures of the demons in a nightmare that the the main character has in around the 15-minute mark of the movie where, again, that's about as far as I got and I'm out. Um, uh, I don't know if you're not watching. I'll just describe it as a all red scene with, again, I guess it's pandas because the red panda is, is apparently the, the star of this show. Um, but the pandas are all red, and I mean like demony red, and they're floating around and kind of ethereal, and they have just come out of this um, this portrait of the wall at this point, and their eyes are gleaming red, and this and this is it's taking place. I'll just describe it again because I can't play it. Um, the scene was a literal nightmare that the main character girl was having, and there's weird, like, chopped-up snakes in the nightmare, there's weird buggy eyes in the nightmare, and then there's this, this is kind of the culmination of the nightmare where the demon pandas come out, and then the girl becomes a panda, again, a, a whole, like, metaphor for what's happening biologically. Um, wow, I hate this movie. Okay, so... I'm going to even, like, move on from that. But I think you get the point. And I'm just saying, like, watch what your kids are watching. But but the bigger point here is witchcraft is on the rise. This isn't the first time that I've talked about this. I've talked about this many times before, and you need to know it, and you might not believe me. You might just think, oh, he's being, you you know, he's hyperbolizing that, like, everything is demonic, and, of course, a pastor is going to say everything is demonic, and so don't do anything. And that's not really what I'm saying. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing in culture, in movies, in 
the bookstores, if, if you, I mean, you probably haven't been in a bookstore for a long time, but I'm telling you, like you go into a bookstore and I've been in a couple lately, like the prominent place in the middle of the bookstore is a display on Ouija boards, the occult, crystal reading, tarot cards, horoscopes, all the things. And I, I know this isn't, none of this is new. Of course, none of it is new. We, I mean, we'll read Deuteronomy in a moment and we go all the way back to basically almost the beginning where witchcraft was was a big thing. Um, but for some reason right now, it is really big. It's really big. Friends of my kids are really into horoscope. I mean, like really into horoscopes. Like we've had to tell friends of my kids to stop texting horoscope things, you know, and like it's, it's, it's a weird phenomena that is happening. So you need to know it's happening. Tarot, Ouija, horoscopes. I think I mentioned the other day, a couple of the horoscope apps are some of the most downloaded apps on the entire app stores horoscopes uh crystals super big obviously and spells and that's where we get into this like you know again this this movie has weird spells and chants and things and you might not think oh that's that's not a spell that's whatever anywhere that you are opening yourself up to demons or spirits or weird feelings or spells or inviting these spirits into your life that's bad, and I don't know how to overstate this. It's really bad. We know, as Jesus tells us, as Paul tells us, that this is not a battle of flesh and blood. Um, it is a battle against the darkness, against the spirits, against the principalities. And let me just state, for to be as obvious as I can, these spirits have been around a lot longer than you have, and they may not be omniscient like God is in knowing everything. They still probably know more than you, and they're patient. And they have plenty of time on their hands. And they're smart. And you probably are not smarter than them. I'm just saying. All right. So you've got that. And I, I don't know who reads Teen Vogue. And I wish no one read Teen Vogue. And maybe none of you have ever even seen Teen Vogue. But they have a huge readership. And their Instagram has something like 3.7 million followers. So that's something. One of the main editors of Teen Vogue is a practicing witch. That's not a derogative. That's their description of themselves. They actually are a witch, and they talk about various things in their articles, like witchcraft and how to harness witchcraft and horoscopes and all those other pieces, but even specifically about how to harness witchcraft connected with menstruation. I hate talking about this garbage, but this is what is in these main stream teenage publications, so you need to know about these things, and it's gross, but... It's been a thing for a lot of years, like like hundreds of years, and apparently right now it's really popular again, or at least somewhat popular, and it's become a mainstream Disney movie. That's how popular it is, so that's weird and gross, and I wish I didn't have to talk about it, but be careful what your kids are watching. That's my main concern here. Just to back it up with some scripture, in case you weren't convinced already, Leviticus 19.31 says sorcery is forbidden. Um, there's a lot of issue in the Old Testament with sorcery and witchcraft and the like. And the reason is the communities of Israel, the community of Israel, the nation of Israel, and the communities surrounding were practicing these things, and people were getting lazy about it and letting it in or practicing it themselves. And God has kind of this zero-tolerance policy on other gods and other idols and humans have a tendency to be sucked into idolatry and to worship other gods again read basically any part of the old testament or any of the prophets we have a problem with this and we still do it's not limited to an old testament 
problem. That's why Paul in Galatians, uh, Galatians 19 through 21, he has a whole list of things that are just not good for Christians to do, and sorcery is on that naughty list. You can go read through Galatians 5. Revelation uh, talks about this. Revelation 18.23 has a warning about being deceived by sorcery and sorcerers uh, on the other side of things because it doesn't go well for those types of people and the, and the people that are dabbling in the stuff. It's not good. Like it really, like I don't know how to say this more strongly. God does not like other gods. <laughs> fake. That's big G God versus small G fake gods, right? And sorcery, though there are demons and there is demonic issues and you don't want any part of that believe me i i told the story before and i'm not going to tell the full story again but i met this uh self-described warlord warlock yeah warlock wizard satan worshiper guy uh, about a year ago and um it was a really weird experience and i'm just telling you you, you don't want any part of that it, it's it's not good and it doesn't lead into a good place um Ephesians, Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the works of darkness, instead expose them. That's a warning for us to not participate in this. And you may think I'm prudish, you may think I'm overreacting, but I'm just recounting what Jesus tells us, what Paul tells us, what God tells us, what God tells his people, because it's important. This whole commandment of don't have other gods before you know, God, Yahweh, uh, that's kind of a big deal. And we need to honor that if we're following Jesus, if we claim to be sort of an important thing. And if we're trying to raise our children, again, in this morality, beginning in the family, teaching them what is right and what is wrong, I think it's pretty important to make sure they're not watching these weird witchcraft, Eastern religious things that to me just seem flat out demonic. Finally, uh, on this issue, we'll talk about Colossians. This is Colossians 2.8. Again, this is Paul talking to the church at Colossae. And he says, I really like this verse. We'll come back to it in a minute, but I'll read it now for you. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world. That's one of the things we're talking about, elemental spirits. Not anything new, but it is something that affected Christians then and does still today. Uh, I'll go on in Colossians, not according to Christ. For in him, as Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In other words, as a Christian, you have Christ in you, and you both shouldn't participate in this, and you should be filled with Jesus, not working on any of this other weird, uh, as Paul says, elemental spirits or other demonic issues. Just... Just don't go anywhere near it. It's Believe me, it's not worth it. Um, all right, we have to talk about more weird Disney things. Because um, Disney now has come out anti-anti-gay uh, against the Don't Say Gay bill um, in Florida. Because Disney, of course, has a huge presence in Florida. I think they're one, if not the one of the biggest employers in all of Florida. And once again, I have to tell you that the the bill dubbed don't say gay bill which um doesn't say gay in it at all um officially it's named the parental rights and education here is one of the quotes from the bill quote classroom education instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three end quote kindergarten through grade three so again disney a huge employer in florida uh, has responded to this. 
and the Disney CEO, Bob Chapek, um, he he first it's it's been kind of a weird story, and I'll spend just a moment going through it because I it's anyway, it's just kind of weird. So uh Chapek, this the current CEO, said as we've seen time and again, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds. Instead, they're often weaponized by one side or the other to further and divide and inflame. Simply, they can be counterproductive and undermine more effective ways to achieve change, end quote. So the CEO is saying he's not going to make a statement because statements don't really do that much and just cause a lot of controversy. Now, of course, that wasn't good enough because the left and, and the, uh, the sexual revolution needs you to agree with them. It's not good enough for them to just be left alone and do whatever they want to do. If you don't agree, that's open dissent. And, and so you can't have that. That's the new world we live in, right? This woke culture, cultural Marxism, whatever whatever you want to call it. It's this, uh, it's this repressive tolerance of you must agree or you have to go, right? And, and it's funny because later on, we'll hear in a moment, <laughs> the employees even reached out to the old CEO because the current CEO wasn't doing what they wanted. So if you don't find somebody who does what you want, just go to somebody else. Anyway, so of course that statement wasn't good enough. But I think here is an interesting point that he also says uh, in this statement. He, he said that uh, he's, quote, reassessing our advocacy strategies around the world, including political giving, and he's going to integrate the communication, public policy, government relation, government relation and corporate social responsibility teams. He added that they could make bigger cultural changes via the work produced um, and the organizations they support. Um, he said, quote, the best way for our company to bring about lasting changes through the inspiring content we produce, the welcoming culture we create, and the diverse community organizations we support, end quote. So I think that is a really important quote, and, and it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be undervalued. And the reason it's so important is really even getting back to this Turning Red movie, his idea... I think is actually a stronger idea and even better. And I hate to give, you know, the enemy pointers, but it's actually even better. His point is if you just outrightly go against something and you just, you just keep arguing towards it, you're just going to stir up dissent and, and problems. But if you just keep making content and not telling anybody you're even making this content and just pushing them towards the goal that you want them to go in, they will go there and won't even know it. That is such a, a a more sneaky and subversive way to do it. And then you see movies like this Turning Red that was slipped under the radar and there wasn't a lot of fanfare about it per se. And I really haven't even seen the story of it very many places. There's some outrage on some of the social medias, but I haven't really seen any like mainline news stories about it. Nobody seems to care. But I think it's a really subversive and important movie to the end that this CEO is saying. But, of course, the woke mob is not happy with that because if you don't come out and specifically say, yes, you're right, and we and we love you and support you or hate the other person or whatever it is, then you're not good enough. And so that's where I think it's really funny that all of – not all – many of the employees went to the previous CEO and said, hey, are you okay with this? And the previous CEO, Robert Iger, said, I'm with the president on this. If passed, this bill would put vulnerable young LGBTQ people in jeopardy, end quote. 
That's what he posted on Twitter. Um, and the president he's referring to, of course, is the president of America, uh, of the United States, who also was against this bill in Florida. Um, and so now, literally Monday, the 21st, the Walt Disney Company is going to have a town hall style meeting with employees that are unhappy about how Disney has aimed at and, and, and spoken against this bill, which, again, keeps school teachers and other people from discussing sexuality and gender identity below third grade. Uh, yeah, so that's a thing. Anyway, DeSantis, of course, the governor of Florida, has has defended this bill. He said it isn't about discrimination. He said it is meant to ensure, quote, there's no sexual instruction given to young students, and quote, and I've already read you the bill and the pertinent section of it you can go read the whole bill if you want you don't have to believe me on this but i think the point here is disney is 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 a huge participant in in um florida and it's also really funny that recently i mean as recently as a few months ago thousands of employees were relocated from california a very liberal state to florida a fairly conservative state because of some of the things that you gain in Florida in terms of taxes and in terms of other lifestyle choices, like not having to wear a mask for the past two years. And yet those same people are very upset and want to make Florida more like, well, California. Anyway, that's a side point. So in another response, the new animated film Lightyear continuing on the Buzz Lightyear fame, which anyone who has had kids in the past, I don't know, 20 years, is fairly familiar with because you watched it over and over and over and over and over again, my family included. But this new animated film, Lightyear, has two female characters, and apparently they filmed or animated a kiss between these two female characters. But because of a policy, they didn't include it in the main film until this whole bill controversy came out, and now they're going to include it again because of this controversy, according to Variety magazine. Apparently, according to Variety magazine, the kiss was cut out at one point, but then because this controversy was so upsetting to those in the company, as a as a stick-you-in-the-ribs point, they're going to put it back in. So, good job, team. At any rate... This is the kind of thing, right? So on the one hand, you have a CEO who is ostensibly against making political waves, but then kind of caves to it. But on an underground level, this CEO is ready to indoctrinate in these leftist, cultural Marxist, LGBTQAIP plus values, just not tell you about it. And anyway... You just need to know. You need to know these things are going on. Now, meanwhile, and this is where I just think all of this comes around and is is interesting, maybe interesting to note. Meanwhile, while all of this is happening, you have the bill that is not a don't say gay bill because it isn't it doesn't exist and it isn't in the bill. It's just trying to protect kids that are literally underage, like, you know, four to eight or nine. The employees of Disney are uh are far against this and really angry and they're they're even staging walkouts i didn't even tell you about that part but they're doing walkouts from their employer disney to protest disney not saying enough against the don't say gay bill that doesn't say don't say gay 
But meanwhile, and here's the kicker that I just think is weirdly timed, 108 people were arrested in Florida for human trafficking, prostitution, and child predation, including four Disney employees. Now, can bad people work for any company? Sure. But just imagine, and, and you have to take this all as a whole, as a, as a whole context. Just imagine if this were any other organization, if this were a church, if this were a school and four employees, not even just one, but four employees were credibly accused of child predation, like like seeking out children for really bad purposes. Would the headlines ever end if this were a church? Would the headlines ever end if this were even a school? And one child predator was discovered, much less four. But for Disney, again, I haven't seen this. I've seen it in a couple of places, but nothing, obviously, on mainstream media. But this issue of Disney being against Don't Say Gay or whatever is, is literally on every headline. You can you can search it up on the Internet, and it comes up with pages and pages and pages of results. They're, they're talking endlessly about how Disney is bad because they haven't gone against this bill enough, right? But not a lot about how four child predators were just arrested in in also a hundred more. Uh, and at the same time, Disney is screaming out and the employees are screaming out about not being able to groom children under eight years old with sexual preference and ideology discussions in school classrooms. This is just, it's madness, and, and, and the culture has gone mad. And, and yes, it was bound to happen because we've left the morality of God's foundation. I talked about that earlier, and that's the thing. The morality of God's foundation is really the only thing that can save us in this, and that's why I come back to this element of a family. And it really is important. It really is important that you create the foundation of morality based on the Bible, based on God and your relationship with Jesus, in your family, because you cannot expect the school to do that for you. You cannot expect the community to do that for you. Of course, you can't expect the internets to do that for you because they're on the far other side and they're going in a far other direction. If anything, this all should just give you pause about where you send your children and to whom you're giving permission to teach them. And you really should pay attention to what your kid is viewing online. The internet obviously is not safe. Netflix is not safe. Nickelodeon is not safe. PBS is not safe. Disney is not safe. None of these places are safe if they ever were, but especially now they're just not. And again, parents, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I know you're tired. I'm tired. But being tired is no excuse for letting your children watch whatever they want whenever they want. That's just a bad idea. And parents and Christians in general, you need to start guarding your mind in Christ Jesus. You need to know these things because they are happening more and more and more. And there, the exposure of these dark things is occurring with less and less cover-up. They're not even trying to hide these things anymore. They're just giving you these movies to stream whenever you want and to put your kids in front of and say, oh, it's just a cute animated movie. Oh, it's just a cute animated pride parade like we showed a few weeks ago. The darkness is coming out of all the areas and we have the opportunity to stand up against it instead of shrinking back from it. I know it's been a season of just letting the schools raise your kids and in some sense even letting the church raise your kids and that's good i love church i love local church i'm a big believer in it but even sending your kids to to sunday school to a worship service is not a substitute for creating a moral 
foundation from the Bible for your children. The children were not given to the church. The children were not given to the school. The children were not given to the community. The children were given to you, the parents. And that's the really important thing. And that role, that gift comes with a certain responsibility. And I want you to to, uh, own up to it and to really live into that responsibility. And I know you can. I know you feel overwhelmed. I know you feel tired. I get all of that. But you have this great opportunity that God has given you. And I want you to experience the joy and the fruit that can come from really leaning into that. It's not too late. It doesn't matter what's happened before. It doesn't matter where your kid is now. You can start now. You can start today. You can lean into the values that you have. Again, one of the greatest examples of this is Saul, not uh, not Saul from the Old Testament, um, the, the king before David, but Saul, the guy who was a persecutor of Christians. He killed a bunch of Christians. He was a great Hebrew. He was really good at finding Christians who were hiding and murdering them. And then he found Jesus and became Paul and wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else and started more churches than anybody else. If it was not too late for that guy, it is not too late for you. It is not too late for your kids. You have a great opportunity to turn to Jesus. If you're the dad, be the leader of your home. If you're the mom, be the encourager of your home and, and be the supporter of your home and, and work together as a family to grow your kids up in the way and the knowledge of Jesus and see what happens. As we all do this and we and we grow our families, we have such a great opportunity to grow this community back because it's not going to happen the other way around. The government is not going to legislate these things for us, though we need to use the government to be able to try to quench some of this ridiculousness that's happening. But it really starts in the home and it starts with you. And it starts with you if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if you're a grandma, if you're a grandpa, if you're a cousin, if, if you're an aunt, if you're an uncle, like lean into this family experience. It is not too late and I believe there is time for us. You have been built for just this time. God has created you for just this time. And you have the opportunity to lean into this. So I'll, I'll end where I, where I stopped in the middle with Colossians 2. I think it's just really good and we need to read it and, and really internalize this together. This is Colossians 2.8. See to it, no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which defend, depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. This is really the important point. We need to not live according to this world, according to this culture, according to this wackiness that's happening, but instead live in Christ. And you can through the power of Jesus. You can't even do it on your own strength. I get that. That's a topic for another day, but you need to lean on him and focus on God for all of your needs, and he will direct and guide your steps. I thank you for listening to this. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes. Like and subscribe and share if you appreciated this. God bless you, and as always, keep the faith. 